We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is a True Faith special podcast. I'm Norman Riley, and I'm sat in Quill Drops Yard just outside of King's Cross with Chris Brooke, who is a Sheffield United fan, but a George and Ted Robledo, I don't know how would I, how would I put it, aficionado, let's say. No, in any ways, um, as listeners will know, we recently, uh, True Faith, visited South America. We went to Colo Colo, um, which is the club um, where George and Ted played football. Obviously, they both played at Newcastle. Huge players in the history of Newcastle and Colo Colo. And obviously, prior to that, Barnsley. Um, both of them played in the 1952 Cup Final for Newcastle, the first South Americans to win it. George's record at the club, 82 goals and 146 games. Um, Colo Colo, 84 and 153. And at Barnsley, which is where he started his career, 45 and 105, and it's the, the Yorkshire connection where all this started, and the reason that I'm, I'm sat here with Chris now, um, Pavel Pina, the fans liaison at Colo Colo, sent me an article um, which mentioned that Chris was in the process of trying to get a, a blue plaque set up on the house in Barnsley where the Robledo brothers lived, and obviously that uh, piqued my interest. I got in touch with Chris, and here we are. Um, Chris, basically, how, why, and when um, you started this project, and, and where we're at at the moment, I guess you just you just go away. Um, right, the, it started because I, I was a teacher for 20, uh, 24 years, and uh, there's a historic competition in South Yorkshire called the Totty Cup, which is 96 years old, and I've been researching the history of that in, in, for the centenary. And in 1939, I noticed amongst all the sort of Smiths and Birkinshaws, there was the name Robledo scoring a goal, or scoring several goals actually, in the final of that year. His school, Brampton Ellis, won all sorts of, of, sort of English schools, I believe they won. Um, so that name stuck in my mind, uh, and uh, that's where, uh, that's where the, the research started. And from there, I, I heard a rumour that um, there's also a local, a local competition in, in that area of South Yorkshire for adults called the Montague Cup, which is even older, 122 years old. And I did hear that uh, somebody said that Robledo played in the Totty Cup final, the Montague Cup final, the FA Cup final, and the World Cup finals with an S. Um, and. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, I thought, well, if I can prove that, that'd be fantastic. And it was just this Easter at the Montague Cup final that the last piece of the jigsaw came uh, came about. Because in the program they had the seventy-five year ago section, mm-hmm. and in the seventy-five year ago section, 
you know, 1944, it was it mentioned George Robledo. So not only did he play in all those four finals, he scored in all those four finals. So that's what started uh, started the interest uh, in, in the Robledo uh, Robledo story. And then the idea of the blue plaque. Um, when I suppose when did that pop into your head? Uh, that popped into my head even before I had the proof of him scoring in the Montague Cup final. It was uh, an article on a local Facebook uh, page. I grew up in Wathondern. A biographer called David Brett said that he lived in a house in West Melton, South Yorkshire, immediately after the Robledos left. Um, but that was there was no proof of that, so I, I needed proof and put an appeal in the local paper, the Barnes and Chronicle, and uh, a young lady called Lucy Thorpe, she said uh, that she was a distant relative, and she had their contracts from when they played for Barnsley, so she'd got the, she brought along mm-hmm. the, the contracts for this photo shoot, and it had, sure enough it had got the exact address, so then I had proof that they lived, they lived at this address um, from, it would have been 1932, until approximately 1949 when they went to Newcastle. So, in terms of a process of getting, I guess, approval for the plaque, um, how, how did you go about doing that? And and then what did that lead to in terms of um, Barnsley FC perhaps getting involved? Uh, right, in terms of the, of the plaque, um, we, first of all, we needed the owner's permission. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know the owner was because there's just four flats now. When right. when the Robledos came over from Chile, uh, they lived with their uncle Walter, who had a shop, um, and they lived above the shop. That was obviously quite a big building, I suppose, with the shop and all that. But now it's turned into four flats. Uh, I just went on the land registry and paid three pounds and found out the address of the owner to Bexhill on Sea, down on the south coast. Right. Uh, wrote him a letter and got an email back saying yeah he's not particularly any connections with South Yorkshire apart from the property uh, but he's, he's all behind it and you know give me the permission to go ahead and start to plan, plan the plaque. Um, then um, an article went in the Barnsley Chronicle again and the, the reporter there suggested that I, I I set up a crowdfunding campaign mm-hmm. to um, to get the plaque, which uh, I'd got an estimate for £350. I got halfway there within a week, but Barnsley got back from their pre-season tour of Germany and they said uh, that they would pay for it, not because they wanted the publicity necessarily, but because it was the right thing to do. So Barnsley, have, uh, once once the uh, plaque is finished, Barnsley are going to pay for it, and uh, and that's, that's that. That's outstanding. I mean, I think um, Barnsley... The owner of the club seems to be very much engaged with the fans and um, it didn't surprise me when you, when you told me that Barnsley were offering to pay for it, it really didn't surprise me because I've seen a couple of things in the press about, I think, the chairman writing to fans directly about certain issues and it's just, it's just really lovely to see that a club's actually taken that, that, you know, that kind of interest and, and they're willing to, to finance it. Um, so, once you had the approval, once you had this kind of commitment from Barnsley financially, I believe you then started getting in touch with um, relatives of, of uh, George and Ted, didn't you? Yeah. Um, well, the I had a contact who, uh, who was really good at family history and digging out uh, family. And the first thing I did was asked him, "Could you try and connect Lucy, who, who, who had the contract? Can you confirm whether she is in fact related and how?" 
and also are there any other relatives out there um, and uh, he he managed to get an address for Walter because there was a third brother not just Ted and George that were living at that house there was Walter um, and and Walter uh, I wrote to an address that he thought Walter was at and I got a phone call from Walter who's still alive in Richmond in Surrey it's a good story behind yeah. there, the phone call yeah, I, remember, I think. Oh yeah, he, he didn't actually. Uh, he didn't actually introduce himself straight away. He just started with, uh, "Hey, oh, what? How am I going?" And uh, continued in, in this extreme Yorkshire twang. Uh, so much so that I guessed a friend's name who it could be, and he said, "No, it's Walter." And then obviously, I, I realised then which Walter it was. Um, so Walter's... Uh, but his accent isn't oh, no. like that, is it? No, no, Walter's actually could read the news. He was just putting it on for sure. For Brilliant. Sure. <coughs> but yeah, Walter Walter went on to say that he's not particularly interested in football. I think he got fed up of being compared to his brothers and saying, you know, if you're half as good as them, you still make it. I can understand that. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's got, he's got two daughters. I'm yet to get in touch with the two daughters. But, uh, but yeah, so, um, so Walter's... Uh, I guess in his late 80s. Right. Um, uh, yeah, still, uh, he's still well by, yeah. by the sounds of things. And was it? And did did Walter send you um, some pictures? Am I just imagining that? Or did he put you? In, did he manage to get you in touch with Elizabeth? How, how did? Because I remember you sent me some photographs. I don't know if you dug them out or if they were sent to you by um, somebody in the Rivlero family. And then also you managed to get in touch with. Elizabeth, who is, I believe, one of the daughters, is that right? That's right, yeah, well, um, George just had one one daughter, Elizabeth, and uh, let me work out the story of how that came He spent a long time trying to get in touch with Elizabeth. Mm. There are a lot of articles in uh, about the Robledos, one of which is in Chilean, uh, it was in, in Spanish, by a Chilean journalist called Paolo Molina mm-hmm. uh, and she's on Twitter and I got in touch with her because one of her articles had got quotes from Elizabeth Right. Uh, last I heard Elizabeth was in Australia but anyway uh, she managed to get us in touch and uh, I've exchanged many emails with Elizabeth and she just she comes across as so so nice mm-hmm. uh, and the first thing she said was that she wants to be there so she's going to come all the way from Chile for the unveiling of the plaque um, I was going to do it this autumn, and then I thought, well, she's coming all the way from Chile, let's make it at a time that suits her. And I suggested the summer might be better, but if she likes football, maybe April, because she could come and watch a match. And she said, yeah, yeah, I want to watch a match. So she's, so I, and she said George's birthday was on the 14th of April, so we sort of penciled that date in. Barnsley are at home on the 13th. Newcastle need to be Newcastle are at home on the 11th. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked any FA Cup potential clashes. I oh, will be out of the cup by then. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's it's penciled. I mean, she she she's messaged to say that the flights are a lot more expensive than she thought mm-hmm. would have been Easter. Um, so yeah, it's just next next few weeks, months is a case of uh, sort of nailing down a. A program for for Elizabeth so that she can have a, a, a lovely time, which is going to be a, 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 a important moment in uh, in her life and her family's life. It's, it's huge, and and what I'd like to think is obviously the cost of it. You mentioned I've uh, I lived in Chile for a couple of years, and, and it is it's extortionately expensive. I mean, you know, it's the other side of the world, isn't it? Um, and I'd like to think that I suppose between Colo Colo, Newcastle United, and Barnsley FC, 
they could arrange something. Um, I don't think it's you know it's not a, it wouldn't be a huge investment for football clubs. So hopefully this little podcast may generate some some interest from well from especially from my club Newcastle. Um, and I think the idea of Elizabeth Ribeiro going to watch a Newcastle match um, when a plaque on her dad is being unveiled is, is, is it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful story and and I think obviously we've had you've had contact with um, somebody I know who works at Colo Colo and he's also very keen to get over and have a, a fans representation so I suppose it's it's just fantastic how something that you started out of interest for, uh, from a, a school's cup in in yeah. Yorkshire has become this this project really and, and it just kind of goes to show that the, the power of football you've all, all of a sudden you've got people from all, all walks of life wanting, yeah. to, wanting to come and see it and, and for, for two lads who played football in the 50s to still have this to generate this interest right now is, is I suppose a testament to how, how important they were in, in the history of, of all the clubs that they played for um, and I guess yeah no it's just a, a case of waiting isn't it really uh, yeah, what, I mean, what's I, the situation with the plaque part? So actually, the design of the plaque—have you have you worked out what you want on there? Um, well, I've 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 had a lot of time thought thinking about this, but um, I'm just <coughs> hanging fire for a little while. Just mm-hmm. I want to get it right I'd, um, because Barnsley were playing, paying for it. I thought their logo would be good, but it's just too intricate. Yeah. Um, and I think especially if Colo Colo and Newcastle get involved as well and, uh, financially and then there's like a, a it's fair all three mm-hmm. of them then it doesn't need to be the logos just the names of the teams will would be enough and I think um, the Anglo-Chilean Society's logo is quite good it's got the Chilean flag and the UK flag right so something of that ilk I yep. would imagine will will go on just to bring a bit of <coughs> colour to it but uh, <coughs> So, so yeah. The, the 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 other thing is, I was going to put the dates that they lived there, mm-hmm. but I, I have found out that I think George uh, moved to a, another house in a place called Stainecross in Barnsley towards the end of that 17-year period. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to leave the dates off as yep. well. Probably going to go with something like because uh, I don't want to exclude Walter. Yeah, of course. Uh, the Robledo brothers lived here, and then put the put the team names and maybe put. Chilean record-breaking footballers, something of, of Brilliant. that help. But the, the 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 other thing that's driven me is reading about the Robledos. Mm-hmm. I, I I hadn't heard of the Robledo. It's interesting. Brothers. A huge. Um, I mean, obviously George is massive in uh, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, but you know Newcastle, Barnsley, Aye. Colo Colo. They they sadly. I mean, I, I I'm a football I'm football mad, but I hadn't heard of them, and I've heard of Jackie Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can't quite explain when I read all the all the stats of what they achieved that I'd not heard of them. They got a mention um, when Sanchez scored in the FA Cup final. He said, "Oh, it's the first Chilean to score since Robledo." So it's obviously ne- now I'm aware of it. But I just think I think there's a there's almost there's a couple of generations there that um, that have not heard mm-hmm. of uh, of what impact they had. Uh, so especially from it being so local to me, uh, you know the people, the people even in the town where they lived for those 17 years, m- many of them will not have heard of them. So it's just a, I just think it's, a, it's something that that will uh, get a lot of people to read up about what achievements these these two brothers. Absolutely, I mean it's interesting that you say that because at Colo Colo. They're, they're still huge, they're still revered. Um, Pavel Pina, um, who, who I mentioned earlier, he told me that when players sign for Colo Colo, they get basically they get a tour of the history of the club. So yeah. they're told about all these players that had these huge impacts. And 
um, George, especially George Oblero, especially he was more or less responsible for the, the professionalisation of the Chilean game in the sense that he showed people how to train correctly, how to eat correctly. He completely revolutionised the game over there. So his impact was huge. And, and the fact that somebody who's had this huge impact on a South American country's football was based in a, a house in Yorkshire. I think I think it's a, a really wonderful thing that it's it's been acknowledged. And who knows, this town may well get an influx of uh, visitors from Chile over the next sort of 10 to 15 years. <laughs> but um, you also told me that the Chilean embassy have uh, been in touch, is that right? Yeah, yeah, the Chilean embassy, they, they rang me up. They uh, they were very thorough. They wanted to check that they had got proof that they'd lived there. They wanted to check that I'd got the owner's permission. Uh, they're keen to get in touch with uh, Elizabeth. Uh, and support in any way they can. I'm not too sure, obviously I've not done anything like this before, I'm not too sure in what format that might take, but it's good to have a contact with them uh, and hopefully we can uh, we can make the unveiling uh, you know, as, as good as possible. And also there's a, there's a club really close to it, like a, a working men club mm -hmm. called, the, called the Westville Club. I want to do some sort of uh, big framed poster yep. with the history of uh, of Ted, George and Walter uh, and their family and the, the football achievements and obviously the tragic death of uh, of Ted. Um, just just so that, uh, I suppose one of the reasons is if it's raining on the day of the unveiling it's somewhere <laughs> to go for a focus, you know, uh, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's the that's that's the plan at the moment to firm up uh, when Elizabeth's coming and uh, and decide on uh, on the wording for the plaque because you can't really change your mind once you've got it. No, 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 <laughs> a lot of pressure on you there, mate. That's um, that's fantastic, and Chris. Thank you. We'll leave it there. And um, obviously, True Faith is an organisation. We're just going to keep we'll keep people informed as it, as it progresses, and hopefully in April uh, we'll all be able to meet up and, and have this uh, this unveiling. Should be yeah. a cracking day. That's great. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.